Live, the second show for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Dre, hey, let me start with you. <laughs> let, let me start with you. Talk, talk. To uh, how me. are you? Uh, I'm, I'm alive. Let me say that I'm alive. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up for a minute there. I was a bit concerned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was um a little bit rough. Okay. All right. But I'm here. Okay. Yeah. With that said, let mm-hmm. me turn my attention to a handsome <laughs> young man over here. Um how to, let, before I introduce, him, I just have to ask this question. Um Dre, fix up that mic for me. Make sure it's on. Right. Before you tell me anything else about yourself, how tall are you? Uh, six five and three quarters. Y- you have to. Six five and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> he is tall, dark, and handsome. Doc. Can you pronounce your surname correctly for me? So my name is Dr. Sisnet. Yes, Dr. Sisnet. And Doc, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Are you a Jamaican? No, I was born and bred in glorious Barbados. Mm-hmm. Um, I left Barbados at 19 to move to Trinidad to study medicine. After I studied medicine and I graduated in the year 2013, I moved to Jamaica. So I've been in Jamaica from 2014 until now. So what brought you to Jamaica after, um, so you have Barbados, of course, Trini, yeah, and then to Tobago, and then to Jamaica. What brought you to Jamaica? Um, initially, I was pursuing a career in orthopedic surgery. And I left that after a while, and I pursued um, general practice. Then I went back to dental school from 2017. Um, and I am currently still trying to start that out, so I will finish hopefully this year. So the, the ultimate goal is to be an oral and maxillofacial surgeon, but I have a passion for weight loss and management of persons who are diabetic and hypertensive. Yes, hence the reason why you're sitting with us inside Singles Live tonight. I have been following you on I think it's Instagram for for quite some time. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I need to um, invite you to come to the show uh, specifically for this topic that we're looking on tonight and it is a healthier you uh, for 2023. Well, thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dre not looking in my direction. Dre mm-hmm. said she and over there in her Aki, she just she just over there no, smiling from ear. Smiling from ear to ear. It's fine. Um Ian is saying um that the doc's mic is low, so probably turn it up already, you man. turn it up already. Mm. Great, great. It's okay. You can go and smile, AJ. Yes, so I'll s- always be here. Anyway. Right. So Spangy <laughs> says yes. Six, five, and three quarters. <laughs> a tall, a tall drink of water. Marhu. Yes, yes. All right. So 
Let us start by looking at some of. Let us let us see if we can at least give our listeners at least ten healthy tips going into 2023 as it relates to a healthier individual. I remember last week I I was having a conversation. Um, I think it was with Andre Allen Casey, our counseling psychologist, and based on the World Health Organization. Um, concept of health they look at not only the physical health but the mental health and I'm going to throw in the spiritual health of an individual so tonight we're going to be focused in more on the physical aspect um, of health let us start by looking at the uh, communicable diseases. Um, let us look at the non-communicable diseases in Jamaica that we ought to be focusing on, especially for persons who are, I'm going to use an age range yes. to make it easier for us. Let us look at 35 and over. Yes. And why I'm choosing that age group is because that is where we start, even though before that though, but that is where we start to see the registering of the hypertension and the diabetes. Yes, so can, let, us, let us look at that. What can we now do as individuals is, is to prevent if we already have the, 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 these diseases, what can we do to ensure that we do not um, suffer more or the worst case scenario die. die. Yes. yes. So as you know on my Instagram I've been trying to get people to understand that prevention is better than cure. I mean, we've been hearing this for years. But what I have noticed, especially in the Afro-Caribbean population, is that we generally don't trust medicine. We generally don't trust doctors as much. If you, I, I take public transportation, so I can tell you, when I listen on the bus or on in the taxis, most people just don't trust what the doctor is saying. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to trust like their, their friend that lives down the road that... that doesn't have any idea about medicine or anything medical and i just feel like one of the major issues we're having is getting people to actually trust doctors so for instance i have had instances where i've sat and i've explained to clients before so instance when i was working in the health center i would say to them you know you need to change your diet you need to exercise you need to just take your medication you need to drop size they'll just look at me and say okay but then they go they don't take their medication they don't come to the, the, uh, the health center. They eat what they want. Then they come, their pressure is high. And then you're wondering, they're wondering, like, doc, they've actually accused the doctor of not knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So one of the main issues we have is compliance, trust in the doctor, not waiting until things get really bad before they, the persons go to the doctor, especially men. Men, like, most of the time, especially, like, men in that 35 that over 35 age group mm-hmm. they don't want to come they don't want to take any pills until things start to get really bad so first things first is try one make sure you get checkups regularly that's one thing i would encourage every single person in not in jamaica alone in the caribbean to get a checkup every six months if you can't make the checkups every six months at least have a home blood pressure machine to check your blood pressure at least maybe two, three times for the week. If you're uncontrolled, every day. If you are diabetic, I mean, nearly every pharmacy offers a free sugar check. 
do a, a, a sugar check at home. Even if you can't get to a doctor, do a sugar, sugar check at the pharmacy. So that's the first thing, knowing where you are at that particular point in time. The second thing I feel like I've noticed with clients, most people say, you know, the doctor told me not to eat, told me to eat healthy, but they don't know what to eat. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would say is research things. So you have access to Google. So it's more than just looking to find a superfood or a food that will somehow magically cure you. There's nothing better than exercise and a proper diet. So look for a diet that has a calorie deficit. What do I mean by calorie deficit? So you need to figure out what is your maintenance calories, the number of calories that you're going to eat. You need to eat to function throughout the day. So for instance, if you weigh 150 pounds, you can multiply it by 10, you get 1,500 calories. That's your main, That's your, your maintenance. You can estimate it. So what you need to do is to put yourself in a deficit of, of those calories if you're overweight especially or if you, your sugar is uncontrolled. So if it's 1,500, try to get maybe 1,300 in for the day. You would notice you would lose 0.5 to one um, pound per week with just a 200 calorie deficit and exercise but people generally will not do that they will eat what they want and then say that the doctor doesn't know what they're doing it's all it all comes down to knowing that a calorie deficit will benefit you losing weight is the is the best thing you can do for yourself let me ask a question in terms of uh, losing weight yes. and your blood pressure. Yes. Because uh, as Caribbean people of African descent, yes. the blood pressure tends to go up rather than down. Yes, it does. Um, even persons who seem to be at a normal weight, yeah. they do have problems with their blood pressure. Uh, yes. Sometimes one wants to ask the question, is it, really, is it hereditary? And, 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 and sometimes no matter what you eat, um, it still seems to not budge. That's true. So, there are other things, too, that can affect your blood pressure. Stress. I think we don't manage stress very well in, in, in the Caribbean. Even though we live in one of the most beautiful places on, on the planet, in terms of stress, stress management, um, we don't know how to cope as well as we think we do. Hmm. So, for instance, what we think is, is leisure. So, for instance, a lot of males, when they're stressed, they smoke. They smoke. They they use recreational, um, like herb and grabba. Grabba can raise your pressure. People drink coffee daily. Coffee gives you a transient re- um, rise in your blood pressure. People drink. I know a person that drinks um, Coca Cola, like we drink water. Those things can can raise your pressure. Curry has an MSG and it has in salt, and we love curry in the Caribbean. Can raise your pressure. No, you have to listen. I, I want you to let me just let me just get this in. You're saying coffee? Yes, gives you a transient rise in your blood pressure for at least two to three hours after ingestion. In fact, there's a procedure in medicine where um, when they do like a, it's a it's a sedative procedure, a procedure that uses anesthesia, where after the procedure your pressure can drop very low. They encourage the person yes. afterwards to drink, drink Coca Cola. Yes, I know. And coffee to yeah. raise the pressure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm literally people are unaware how dangerous drinking Coca Cola and coffee and green tea. Green tea is pretty good, but it still does have in ca- caffeine. Moringa has in caffeine too, as well too. Red Bull, um, Boom, all those things. Lucasade. 
we can raise your pressure no, you you know you have solved a little bit of uh, a, a, a bit of a puzzle for me and and my general practitioner at the time. I yeah. don't think he recognized. I remember one morning I had a checkup. Yes. I had a long night before, and so before my checkup, I drank, <laughs> I think I drank coffee the night before, and yes. I drank some coffee in the morning. Yes. And when I got to do my checkup for the first time, my doctor has never seen anything like that. He says to me, Anne, what did you do? Your blood pressure pressure has never been up. Yes. And so he says, oh, I don't understand what is going on. I'm going to send you now to do an ECG or yes. something like that. By the time I got down it to the normal. heart foundation, it was, normal. it was normal. They said to me, but nothing is wrong with your blood exactly. pressure. I could not figure out what, what now that now I know yeah, whenever yeah. I'm going to do my checkup. I'm easy upon <laughs> the coffee. Easy the coffee. Yeah. So, but I love curry. I just had some curry moderation. chicken. Moderation. Everything in moderation. So I know people who drink, who eat um, like curry every day. day. Every day they eat curry. Isn't that, that's moderation. So they eat curry for breakfast because, you know, they have the chicken, stew chicken in the morning or they have curry chicken in the morning. Mm-hmm. Most people will choose the curry. So then the next thing you can do. So if you're going to eat curry, maybe two servings per, per week. A week? Two. Two a week, three a week, but there, pe- you know, that's a not going to happen. People, people eat curry every day. Curry chicken, curry goat, yes. especially the curry goat. You just want to hear that and run in on it. I honestly, wow. I wow. D- it when I'm telling you that w- w- yes, I can understand the coffee, yes. but the curry, yes. this is like new, it's new, salty. new to me. It's, it's actually salty if you think about it. It's a very salty um. Salty con- condiment, yeah. It's because pretty. when you're actually cooking curry, you don't really need to add anything. Um, like for well, God forbid for those persons who right. cook in curry and add some salt to it. Then you add salt, and some people put oil in the pan, and some, bo- and some oil, butter, and too. some butter. Mm-hmm. Some people don't skin their chicken. The skin of the chicken itself has an oil. So you, it's not the healthiest food to eat. Let's just let's if we're being honest about it. But like I said, everything in moderation. I'm not saying to not eat curry. I'm saying. You know, everything in moderation. Same thing with coffee. If you're going to drink one cup a day, drink one cup a day and leave it at that. But I know people that drink coffee throughout the day. It's four or five cups for the day. They cannot function without it. And there's another thing too. When you come off of coffee, you realize you get a headache. If you don't drink, you're a person who's, who's a chronic coffee drinker. This stimulant is so potent that when you come off of it, you you have withdrawal. You have you can have tremors. You can have a, a headache for a prolonged period of time. This doing something to your body. It's it's not always that good. So one a day is not fine. It's not it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. One cup a day. One cup a day. Yeah. Yeah. Limit it to if you're hypertensive and you need your coffee to function, one a day. Same thing with green and and oh and be mindful of the other. Um, beverages that have coffee in, um, have caffeine in them so for instance if you drink a cup of coffee a day and then you drink black tea green tea black tea and green tea having caffeine so you're getting another dose of, of caffeine in your in your system Doc, that's why uh, we need persons like you and know you can understand when somebody comes back to you and the blood pressure is still up there or the blood sugar level is still up there and they're saying to you, I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to eat. This is the role that you now play. And I am very appreciative of you um, sharing that with us. Is there anything else that we need to know about? We we talk about stress in terms of the blood, blood pressure. Um, we talk about um, some of the little things that we take for granted.
granted in yes. terms of what we eat because we can always say, okay, I am going to have some curry chicken and I'm going to have some steamed veg. I eat a curry, you know, me for that, but it's true. I eat your curry chicken um, four times in a week and the blood pressure still gone, go down. Yeah. I go back to the doctor. I said, that, but a foolishness, the doctor tell me. <laughs> Not saying to the doctor yes. that I'm having the curry and the, yes. a, a doctor and the like coffee you, and, and the, the coffee, like yeah. you will now say, okay, this is the reason why. But most of the times, too, we're not honest when we go for our, our, that, that our is check-up. so true. <laughs> I, I literally have had instances where a client brought down heaven that they have been taking their pills, and then I was just like, I took them to the story again, and I realized after that they haven't taken their medication for three weeks, and that's another thing that happens. So that's number three. If you're having side effects from the medication that you're taking, you need to have a relationship with your doctor where you can sit down and say to your doctor, look, doc, I'm taking this. When I take this, my head hurts, which is a side effect of one of the um, pressure pills. My head hurts. Or, doc, when I take this, um, I just can't stop urinating. Um, another one that would happen to I feel lightheaded. Discuss with your doctor. I, I, I cannot stress enough. It's like many people are afraid. To, like people ask me everything else but what they're supposed to ask me when, you, when it comes to their pressure. Um, I feel like people need to know that doctors are here to help. So have a dialogue with your doctor. If you can't speak to your doctor, you either need to find another doctor or maybe it's... I don't, I, I can't find another suggestion, but you need to find a doctor that you can talk to. You need to have a doctor that is that you're willing to discuss. You know, the the pills aren't aren't giving me a good side effect, aren't, aren't giving me a good effect. Doc, can you find a way to help me? And let's work through that there. But what people do, which is so dangerous, and I've seen it kill people. People have completely come off of their medication because because of the side effect, side effect profiles, and then they turn up in accidental emergency near death. And it's not at that point in time we can't do anything. The fourth thing is doing your screening tests every single year. So, for instance, diabetics are supposed to get their eyes checked every year. They're supposed to have screening tests, ECHO, ECG. Um, they're supposed to do, I, I would advise an executive profile, but at least have an HbA1c, which is to show your three-month control for your glucose. At least that for your and your kidney function, because, as you know, diabetes affects everything in the body. So... You need to, to know where your baseline is if you're creatinine, which is a measurement of your kidney function, if that's going up. If that's going up, your doctor is going to refer you to a nephrologist. Diabetes is one of the leading causes of kidney disease in the world. Hypertension is another, is another cause of kidney failure. We need to be mindful that you not controlling your diabetes and hypertension, it can result in a lot of damage to your body that's irreparable. And it can be prevented. It's so disturbing when I see people who their pressure was just slightly elevated and a pill a day could have kept them from having a heart attack, from having a stroke, from having kidney failure. But because they were, they were so afraid to have a dialogue with their doctor that it, it escalated and they're now on dialysis. Dialysis is not a, pre- it's not a pleasant um, experience. Um, I'm going to ask a question before we take a break. Sure. I want to say hi to all our friends joining us 
via the World Wide Web. And Janet D is saying almost all teas have caffeine. Um, Marhu says, no, Janet also says, Marhu, something got to give and it ain't the curry. Janet D also says, Marhu, so Indian is a, is a curry country. Wonder why the hypertension status. Um, uh, she, no, she's wondering what's the hypertension status among that, that populace. It's pretty high. The, pop, the hypertension status around people of African descent and people of East Indian descent is, is quite high. But if you read most of the textbooks, most of the, the diseases, for instance, heart attack, stroke, um, um, cardiac arrest, any of the, those diseases, it's more common amongst people of African descent. We have one of the most unhealthy approaches to life when you compare us to all the other races. And that's something that comes down to us not trusting healthcare workers. We saw that through in, in COVID with all of the propaganda that was, was sent. And a lot and we as in our population suffered the most. Mm-hmm. Because and we had the most chronic illnesses, diabetes and hypertension. We had the most people that were uncontrolled and it was just a mess for us. So if we, we are able to change our behavior to the point where we can now move from being a very unhealthy race to a healthier race, maybe they would have to rewrite a lot of these textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask this question. Why are persons who suffer from hypertension are very, are so apprehensive in terms of taking um, their, their blood pressure medication? So it comes down to side effects, possibly. So a lot of the times people say, no, doc. Like, for instance, I, I've noticed when patients come to my office, if they're coming in the morning, they will not take their hypertensive medication to come to the office. And the reason for that is because when they go on the road, they don't want to have to urinate. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that can actually affect your management because we don't know your control. So what I have encouraged patients to do now is to not only take, but, but score their, their blood pressure, write it down every day take the blood pressure so we can get a, a control so basically the side effects so peeing a lot on the road another thing is headaches there's a medication that is considered is called calcium channel blockers they can cause a headache once they're taken in some people some not all and people will stop taking it because they say doc every time i take this pe- this medication my head hurts mm-hmm. so it's a side effect profile but some people that don't even get side effects just come off of the medication because they believe that the medication is poison I've had a uh, an instance where people have have this belief that they'll become addicted to medications that's not the case hypertensive medications do not have any addictive um, component to them so it's a lot of propaganda there's a lot of um, people on the internet that will tell you all these things that big farmers trying to kill you and big farmers this even on the, my some of my posts on instagram there there have been people that have posted um comments that have tried to get me to to not admit that taking medication can help people to become better and, and not better in their health so it's it's hard to get us to change our mindset but it's possible so that's one of the main reasons the side effects um misinformation and those two are the main ones side effects and misinformation 
We're coming up on a break. I have another question for you, and there's another one in the chat. Uh, let me just throw the question out. Once you have heard this statement, and this is a statement, once you get on the blood pressure medication, you cannot not take the blood pressure medication. Think about it. I don't want you to answer yet. I'm going to take a break. So basically, persons are saying, once you get on that, there's no coming off. You have to stay on it for the rest of your life. True or false? Think about it. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. Tonight's topic, we're giving you some tips for a healthier you for 2021, irrespective of where you are at uh, this point in your life. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Cool 97 Radio. So we threw out a question before we took the break. Of course, tonight's topic, a healthier you for 2023. And we have with us general practitioner and also he's a health coach. I tell you, Dr. Sisnet is with us. So Janet D is asking, are blood pressure meds for lifetime? True or false? And she's saying false. Okay, so this question also varies based on if you have made changes to your lifestyle um, habits. So, for instance, if you are a person who is five foot six, two hundred and ten pounds, which which means that you're a big person and you are hypertensive and you're taking your medication and your control, if if you come off, chances are your pressure is going to shoot back up. So, you need blood pressure medications probably for life. Now, if you're a five foot six person who is 210 pounds and you have decided, you know what, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to adjust my life. And you have decided to drop to 120. You're, you may very well, it's not 100% set in stone. You could reduce your pill load or you could even end up not having to take medication at all. And this has happened to a lot of people. They have lower their blood pressure. They have reversed their diabetes by losing a substantial amount of weight. In fact, one of the procedures offered by bariatric surgeons, um, where they put this, they basically reduce the size of your stomach. Mm-hmm. They ha- there have been, uh, there are people that have had this procedure who have reversed their diabetes completely because they're eating less, they've lost a significant amount of weight. And it has resulted in them not having to take medication. So they're, it, it's not a situation. So to answer the question, no, you don't necessarily have to take it for life. But you have to make the necessary changes in your life to end up coming off of the medication. And that is the thing that we've been trying to tell people. You must change your lifestyle. You must exercise 20 to 40 minutes, five days for the week. You have to control your calorie intake, control your sodium intake eat a lot of vegetables, eat a lot of fruits. And not just fruits with a lot of, of, of sucrose because some fruits can shoot up your sugar as well too. Like, I know people that can sit down and eat 20 mangoes at one time. That will shoot <laughs> your sugar up as well too. So uh-huh. eating, it, eating fruits, you still have to do things with moderation. So 20, 30 mangoes and you're diabetic, it's going to shoot your sugar up. 
You, so. see, you see, I'm uh, over here. I'm, I'm zipping my lip. I don't know if I reach 20. <laughs> Not in one go. <laughs> maybe in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that in itself is... is, is, is and, and I've had this conversation on the show before yeah. that you really and truly, yes, we love our mangoes, especially mm. mangoes, mm-hmm. but bad, bad too. Mm-hmm. All kind of mango. But we just cannot sit down and eat... Um, one. Just eat one. No, we can't eat one. one. Who does that? No. One mango. Oh. No, you understand why there are pe- so many of us piling into your office. There are people who, who put on weight eating fruits alone, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They put on a lot of weight eating mangoes. There are people who have been pregnant, have gestational diabetes. They thought that eating fruits alone would be good for them. And their sugar was totally uncontrolled. The, it, the sucrose in some of these fruits is probably just as toxic or toxic that's that's a bad word but <laughs> it's good enough to raise your sugar to very dangerously high levels and we're talking about let me them ma- you some can't eat fruits what no, no i never say that you can't why? eat fruits no no for instance why don't people eat fruits like um you can eat an orange you don't have to but i've noticed mangoes mangoes being one of those fruits that people people overdo people they overdo this i've seen a person sit and eat 20 mangoes in front of me i couldn't believe it you know especially if it's the little what you call it i couldn't believe it 20 mangoes at one time i was was flabbergasted easy easy couldn't believe it have i ever done it no i i don't think i've had 20 but maybe maybe six and it can make you sick yeah maybe six dreaders sit down with six watch six of them and just sit down with yeah. <laughs> Sour sop is another thing too that's what? packed with sucrose. It what? is packed. In fact, what? if you're a person who works out and you want to eat and you want a little boost in your workout, you could do a soursop shake and get quite a bit of sucrose. Probably just a, a better boost in your workout See than drinking a Gatorade. You, that's what I'm telling it's you. It's full AJ. of sucrose. You can't eat Sour sop. Yes. You know so what? It's okay. You know what? Drink I, water and go on. Drink water, man. <laughs> so no, sour sup. This is. Uh, I, 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 let me get a, 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 a clear understanding, and my understanding right now is everything in moderation, including everything. the sour sup, because yes. you have one 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 theory that says that sour sup will help to, well, especially the leaf. Yes, the, <laughs> leaf, the leaf is, I've done a video on this, the leaf is, it has been shown, it has in graviola, mm-hmm. and it's it has been shown to have, well, there was, the studies have been done in rodents, not in humans. So, again, this is a disclaimer. It's not, there's no human studies to justify this, but there, there are studies to show that it could have the potential to lower your blood glucose. Mm-hmm. So, sour sap leaf? Sour yes. It's, it, it okay. has, it's full of antioxidants. Okay. So, it, it could potentially have that effect on human beings, but, again, more human studies are needed. A lot of these herbs that you see that, that are, are marketed, they've been done on, on animals, but human studies are still pending. So sour salt leaf has, is, is showing some good promise. Right. So but you're saying that too much of the actual um, fruit. fruit. And then now with us as Caribbean people, it's not, it's not, it's not like how I make my sour sap, you know, because when I do my sour sap, I just do sour sap. I don't add anything to it. Now you have individuals, they're going to add some condensed milk. Then some went through and some, okay. yes, <laughs> yes. They're going to throw in some condensed milk in there. What else I want to put in there now, Dre? Cinnamon. Cin- well, cinnamon, you can put cinnamon in yeah. there. Lime. Lime. 
that that not bad, but you went put some sugar, sugar, sugar yeah. and condensed milk. I've never heard of the condensed milk. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sugar <laughs> and condensed milk. And I've, I've never heard of any. So how do you drink your sour sap? Lime juice, the slime juice, and yeah. up the the sour sap. The sour sap, and yeah. you add some cinnamon powder to no, it, and I'm add nothing. You know, add lime no, just juice, lime. Sour sap. I blend, strain, and add sugar. Well, that's how I used to get it. I've been drinking it in a long time, but yeah, that's what. It and is. no sugar is going in mine. Yeah, but I was surprised when I was doing my research on it. It's full of sugar. Um, it's a substantial amount too. N- Right now, what a doc. Here we go with that. No wonder the, the, your, your, your clients come back to you and say, boy, that may not know what well, Again, is. small pieces. Small pieces. So we have this, we have the excess amount of mango. Yes. Wake up every day, I drink um, sour sap punch. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Wake up every day, I drink sour sap punch. What is? What about the ripe bananas? Um, a banana, a day is fine. It's fine. If you're diabetic. Just one. Oh my word! If, <laughs> if you're oh. diabetic, um, you can do one a day, half. Green banana is your friend if you're diabetic. Only has in 55 calories, mm-hmm. so you can eat three three green bananas and a piece of meat if for your breakfast. If you're diabetic, I mean it wouldn't spike your sugar. Another another fruit that is not very common here in in Jamaica and it's very expensive in the supermarket, but it has a very good effect on your blood glucose. It doesn't spike it. It's blueberries. Yes, very expensive, but it is it's, here. It has it a here. Very, you yeah, find man, it here, but, but it's, it's, it's there. People are going to tell us, said, no, doc, they're, they're not up for the alley. But there's a gentleman that I follow, and he, he actually has a glucose monitor, and he showed that it, and I've read up on it, it doesn't spike your sugar. So it's a fruit that you can eat, and you can, your sugar will be constant. Because when you're diabetic, the main thing that you're trying to achieve is to not spike your sugar. Because the issue that you have as a diabetic is that you're either not producing enough insulin or your body does not respond to the insulin that it produces. So if you eat something that spikes your sugar, your body's not going to be able to get rid of it. It's not going to be able to store it and therefore remove it from the blood. So blueberries, when you eat it, it doesn't cause a spike in your blood glucose. And as such, you don't need insulin, a lot of as much insulin to bring down your sugar. So your blood glucose, if it's 54 would probably just be like 5.6 it wouldn't increase much so that's a good fruit to eat i haven't seen one also in a long time a gooseberry um i don't know if you know gooseberry it's a it's a yellow fruit that has bumps on the outside maybe we have a different name for it here in jamaica it's a nice it's it doesn't spike your sugar as well too the the beijing cherry as well too Mm -hmm. or the caribbean that's a good fruit. yeah that's a good fruit that has in i think one of those has in like maybe 200% 200% of your daily requirement of vitamin C. I think it's like one. So, oh no, 100 grams, sorry. 100 grams of Beijing cherry will give you more than 250-something percent of your daily requirement of vitamin C. So you drink a glass of that there. You've got on your antioxidants for the today, tomorrow, the day after. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, they say those same little red chairs that you see, if you're driving past some people's exactly. yard and you see the tree full, 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 and nobody's paying. And it won't spike your sugar. And nobody's paying them any money. Yes, yeah. Dre, those same cherries. It's not very common. I, I don't see people selling it here, which is no, kind so, of no, sell, We're not selling those things. We're having the in my country, we sell them a lot because it, it's... Uh, it's good. It's I good. have it in my backyard, yeah. and I take the liberty to go around there and have fun with them and eat them like I'm a bird just pick and eat and pick and eat and always have some in my freezer uh, frozen I have now that it's out of season I have in my freezer so I can blend them up yeah just blend and drink yeah Yeah, so vitamin C number five on the list uh, of two is because we mentioned that the 
people don't know how to eat. But you see, number five, cardio is very good mm-hmm. for exercise. But there's research to show that um, resistance training, a lot of people, especially women, don't like to add resistance training to their regime. But there's evidence to show that resistance training can significantly drop your blood pressure and your blood glucose if done at least three times for the week. The CDC actually recommends recommends that you do resistance training at least three times for the week. And there's a, there's a myth about resistance training um, in terms of women, which is not true. Um, if, if we lift up so much weight, we're going to look like men. That not going to happen. It's people. pretty much impossible. Yes, it's not going to happen. Yes, it's, it's impossible. Men have more <laughs> testosterone than women. Listen, but women have testosterone as well, too, you know. Some of these women, I'm telling you. But that's the thing. The women that we are talking, that you, that you see that look masculine, are on um, exogenous. They've, they've been taking in steroids mm-hmm. or taking, mm-hmm. taking hormones, hormones mm-hmm. that will affect their look. So if you, if you see a woman that is natural, that is in the gym lifting, you'll notice she's, she's well toned. Together, well toned. It's very, very hard for a woman to look masculine after lifting. Very, very hard. So I, I would advise every woman to put down the myth of them turning or becoming um, or appearing masculine and start doing resistance training. It's, I struggle with my clients to do resistance training. They, they always want to do something else other than lifting weights. Pilates, cardio, yes. abs, but not lifting weights. Everything, and everything else. Right, and, 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 and one can easily say that um, resistant training, it, it is not limited to a particular age because no. the older you get, then you need to ensure that, um, and this is your, 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 your area in terms of the bones, of resistant course. training helps with the, with, the, with the bones. Of course. I have been in a, in a, our metal lady who was maybe 90 something years old, but she was from country. And this lady was one of the, her bone was one of the hardest bones I've ever come because we were doing a procedure. But, yeah. It was like a, that of a young athlete. And she was an active lady in, in country. But she lifts stuff. She she carries stuff around. She She's active, strong lady. And you know that, that, that the result of the load from her muscles, because the muscle load from lifting weights is what causes your muscles to, to, to remodel and be stronger. So the more you lift, the, the harder your bone becomes. So she clearly was a person that was lifting heavy things over time. And she stood up straight. She had no issues with her spine. She, she had a serious incident that caused her to, to have to see us at that point in time. But prior to that, she was good. And that was as a result of her utilizing her muscles for more than just walking. She was lifting heavy things. She was active in her community. And you have to make sure that you balance everything, both cardio and resistance training. Because you, you can reduce your likelihood of developing um, osteoporosis as you get mm-hmm. older, as you had mentioned. So, yes, add resistance training. So that's number five. Add resistance training to your regime. Okay, hold that thought. Let us see what is happening over here inside the Mixlr chat room. Let me move back up a bit. I know that someone was asking. Oh, there. Let me fix this. And then we are going to that we're going to make sure that you get after someone was asking oh first happy birthday Jenny D how you doing um, let me move down boy <laughs> you know I want to ask about um, okay go ahead Dre. fasting 
Oh, intermittent fasting? Yeah, intermittent fasting. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, we can, we can, um, yes. They were asking about your Instagram handle, so we will, we will look at that um, as we go along, and then you can tell them. So answer Dre's question. Okay, so intermittent fasting works if it's done properly. Mm-hmm. Many people don't. You see, that's the thing. You know what? Okay. All right, cool. Go ahead. If it's done properly. So, if you're going to eat junk from 9 to 7 and then fast from 7 to 9 in the morning, it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, your diet, your diet has to be impeccable for it to work. I personally don't like it because I feel like when you fast... At the next meal, you're going to try to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I, I've seen from myself. Because I've, I've tried it. I've tried it just, just to see how it is. I've tried that and I've tried veget- um, being vegetarian for some time. Mm-hmm. So I would advise to start with maybe just lessening the, the, the size of the meals first. Yeah. Don't, don't just jump straight into intermittent fasting. It's a very hard thing to get the hang of. And if you lessen your meals, you'll see results. I, I, I can guarantee it. Mm. But there is evidence. I've seen papers on intermittent fasting. People have, have claimed that it's reversed their diabetes. They've lost significant, some significant amount of weight while, while doing intermittent fasting. Me, personally, I have not seen very many people do it successfully. I okay. have not. Okay. But there are, there are a lot of um, papers in journals that do support it. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it at all <laughs> because I, like I said, that that whole fasting. I don't know if you, if you are a person who's a late um, sleeper, so you go to sleep at twelve o'clock and you stop eating at seven o'clock. That's five hours mm-hmm. before bed. Have you ever tried sleeping on a hungry stomach? That is not a pleasant sleep. <laughs> so you don't sleep solid. You don't. You, you don't get a solid sleep. And then in the morning when you wake up, you're so ravenous mm-hmm. that you may very well overeat. I, I don't like it, but it it could work, and based on the reason. Like, like I said, I'm not I'm not, you know, dissonant or anything, but I, I don't like it. I don't like the concept. I, I prefer people just to lessen their calories and do it gradually than to do that. As well. Speaking of eating, um, and I'm going to get to. Um, Another topic that I saw um, on your your Instagram page, um, but just touching on what you said a while ago in terms of um, eating before going to bed, yeah. right? Um, I I prefer, and I'm not happy, as you said, going to my bed hungry, mm-hmm. right? So is there a particular t- cutoff time before bed that we should consider um, stop eating? And notice I use the word consider because what may work for me may not work for Dre. Okay, so for me, I my body is different from yours. Mm-hmm. So... I would advise maybe a two-hour. Mm-hmm. But if it's a situation where you feel hungry before bed, you could try to eat some almonds, cashews, put some fats in your system, maybe a slice of, of pear. A fat in your system at that point in time, it will sit in the stomach and give you a little bit of, of um, satiety. You'll feel a little bit fuller than normal. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't get good sleep when I'm hungry. I genuinely don't, and I and I wouldn't advise it because you need sleep to to not only burn fat, to be less stressed. Because once you're stressed, you're going to put on weight. 
because they're going to eat and find ways to compensate. So management of stress, if it, 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 it's a vicious cycle. So you have to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. So two hours before bed, you cut off food. That's fine. If you feel hungry in that two hours, you can add some almonds, some cashews, maybe a slice of pear. Um, there's a powder. I'm not really going to promote protein powders, but there's a powder called casein or casein powder. It's it's a slow digesting protein. I've used it before. If um, it's not really for those who are allergic to milk or you know have a milk intolerance, but it sits in the stomach and it's a slow releasing powder. So if you're a person who works out regularly, you can try that as well too. Maybe two scoops and sleep on that as well too. Protein in your stomach is not bad as well. Okay. It won't put on any. It won't put. It won't spike your sugar as it were. Well, I should say protein that is not cooked in sugar or any spicy sauce that has in sugar added sugar because you know you have to specify now too. So yeah, um, two hours is fine. Okay, well, for me, what I normally do if I do two hours is fine, Dre. When we leave here at midnight, Dre, when we look, talk the truth, Dre, when we leave here at midnight and we reach home and we're hungry, what do you eat, Dre? Talk the truth, Dre. Um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't don't really eat anything heavy, honestly. Um, He's stumbling. No, man, at that time, I don't really eat anything heavy. Uh, Probably just probably just a piece of fruit, honestly. Um, you, you rubbed your nose, so <laughs> no, it's, no, no, no. I've been rubbing my nose from before. No, man, that's, that's that well, nervous. Well, at least rubber. somebody is honest. Somebody said, "Oh, I, I just have a bag of have banana chips." Yeah, so I was, it's probably probably a piece of fruit or like a snack or some like one of those processed, you know, the chips, the potato chips or cookie. Something. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm definitely not curry. But definitely not curry. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. For me, I have had going home at midnight and ho- I feel hungry. Yes, I tried pear. But guess what I tried? Put and put some sardine on top of the pear because the pear alone looked like it never did a go work out. Sardine and pear? Yes, yes, Adrian, yes. Adrian, Adrian. Yes. Adrian. Wow. <laughs> no, no, Adrian. No, man. Come on. But when I leave here, what I'm, I'm, going, to, what I'm going to do when I go is I'm, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to boil three eggs three eggs and then I'm going to remove the egg yolk and empty empty that so it's going to be three egg whites and I may depending on how much later I stay up I may add a quarter cup of oats and then I'll probably sleep about an hour and a half later on okay so it, the oats themselves the, o- the oats itself stays in my stomach for a, a period of time and the, the egg whites gives me protein because I worked out today mm-hmm. so the egg whites alone will give me some some release in, of, uh, release into my body of, of peptides which will help me with my recovery so I've, once you work out you break down the muscles so you're trying to rebuild it so I'm trying to get some protein in the system so if you're a person who works out a protein source is not bad in the night. Well, that's why I made the sardine. Yeah, so the protein wasn't yeah, bad. The sardine like, wasn't bad. Just the combination yeah, wasn't No, yeah, but it's, I, 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 mm. I can... Uh. <laughs> yeah. Banana chips is not a good option. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Chips of any sort. Chips contain hydrogenated uh, vegetable oil, which has been shown to, to uh, predispose you to cardiac disease. Um, hypertension. I mean, it's just not a good option. No, not a good option at all. Any form of chip or processed food. Mm. I've actually had this argument um, with with someone recently about fries too. Fries is not a good option as well too. Fries contains nitrites and a whole bunch of other things that are not good for you. So fast food, late at night, 
bad bad option bad option fried food bad option but but even your body tells you that it's a bad option when you wake up the next morning and your stomach don't feel so wonderful yes and i don't like to eat certain things at night because of how i feel in the morning when i eat my pear and my little sardine (laughs) (laughs) but i'll say something about about canned foods too there is an issue with canned foods yes they, because they do use a lot of sodium to store the food, but they have at the, the same one in time, water. The one in water still has some sodium. But I mean, like, again, water everything in moderation. You're not going to eat it every night, Doc. Just but there is a positive to sardine, too. Mm-hmm. Sardine contains omega 3 fatty acids. So it is good for cardiac health, good for brain brain health, good for joint health. So it's, it's like a, a mixture. I, I don't know how they managed to make something like sardine so potentially unhealthy by putting it in the salt they could have just left it alone and, and you know canned it with, by itself but they had to put some sodium to in preserve order to it. preserve it yeah. um okay turning my attention to our friends joining us via the world wide web they're very very active um no they're saying what you're telling them to do, it's no fun <laughs> <laughs> reminds me when i put a, a video up about what not to eat when you have acid reflux I, and they I, were <laughs> And she says, sorry, Doc, I'm going to eat the two dozen I bring from Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) And then I will take your advice. And she says, and then she will drink some water. (laughs) Boy, I'm not calling no brand of chips, but yes, she's going to eat. Let us look at the um, eggs. Yes. And this, uh, the controversy over um, York or no York. In terms of purse, another thing that we can look at um, in terms of cholesterol level. Um, Are there supporting evidence to say that if I eat my three eggs with the yolk, it is going to rise my cholesterol level as opposed to me not eating the yolk? You can find a paper for, sorry, you can find a paper supporting and or, you know, contradicting that point but here's my my thought process on it how often do you eat egg probably most people probably eat egg maybe two three times for the week mm-hmm. chances are you you if your cholesterol is high it's probably not from your eggs it's probably from because people eat more fried foods more fried foods daily or, or fruits that are seeped in sauce than they do eat egg. So if your cholesterol rises, is it really going to be from three eggs every now and again? Or is it a, a cumulative effect? So I don't think it's that, that egg yolks, because egg, egg yolks contain omega-3, eggs contain vitamin A, D, C, K, I mean, A, D, K, and E. I mean, eggs are packed with protein, seven grams of protein, seven to 10 grams of protein, 71 calories for one egg. It's a great form of protein. It's a cheap form of protein. I mean, I I love eggs. I, I think you should eat eggs. If you're going to limit anything from your diet, limit fried foods. That's what you need to limit. Don't limit eggs. I think fried foods alone. And even, be, even if you see on an item, especially American items, if you see 0.5% um, hydrogenated vegetable oil or you see no vegetable oil in, in an item, 
or 0%, I should say, they're still hydrogenated, 0.5% in it because the FDA allows people to put zero even if there's less than zero, less, less than 0.5% of hydrogenated oil in an item. Thus saying that you're getting a cumulative effect from eating all these different foods that are claiming to not have certain oils in them. And those are more likely to affect your cholesterol, triglycerides, your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, than an egg. Eggs are good, personally. Hear that, Dre? Eggs yeah. are good. Yeah. yeah. And Jenny is saying thanks for that, um, that doc. Um, <laughs> Jenny, no easier talk. I, I eat a scrambled egg if I get hungry before bed. Yes. 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 Fry it on a nonstick pan, though. Try not to use um, any. That's oil. What, you know. That's what I was thinking. Like nonstick does pan. Does it defeat the purpose if you're going to use oil? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So fry it on a nonstick pan, which nearly every pan right now is it's nonstick. nonstick. Yes. So a nonstick pan is good, or you could use a waffle maker. That works pretty well too. Mm. Yeah, and they'll come out really nice in the yeah. waffle maker. Yeah, I, I love egg. I, I, I really just, just can't find. I just use an air fryer. And that's it. Well, that too. But I'm pretty certain the paper is going to come out just now <laughs> talking about <laughs> here first because there there was a time when even microwaving an item was, they were saying that, um, you know, the, the radiation on the mm. microwave, and I'm just like, okay, no. So there have been a lot of papers now to debunk that as well too, so. All right, let's hold that thought. Sure. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Cool 97. Radio. Alright, so. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. Dr. Cisnet is with us. DJ Dre's right over there. And tonight we're looking at, uh, we're giving you some tips for a healthier you for 2023. I think we are at uh, number five. Uh, there's one thing that plays an, a major role um, in terms of health. And a lot of persons, um, especially um, those of us who think that we're young, full full of vim, vigor, and vitality. And I've always said, Doc, no matter how well you eat, if you're not sleeping well, yes. then that um, becomes problematic. Yes, definitely. Um, so it is important that we um, look into um, our sleeping habits. <laughs> A lot of persons out there sleeping habit because lack of sleep and we're right back at number one in terms of um, um, high, hypertension. Sure. Does lack of sleep affects your blood pressure? So a lack of sleep will affect you, your pressure, but indirectly too. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to feel edgy. You're not going to feel as relaxed. Because remember, sleep and your mental health and just your level of anxiety they go hand in hand so if you get less sleep you don't necessarily feel feel crisp as it were mm-hmm. so you would notice that a person would say doc I didn't sleep last night and then they will come and their pressure is elevated that's a that's a stress a stress response cortisol which is a stress hormone that's released into the body and you're you're basically functioning on adrenaline too which can again raise your blood pressure so yes lack of sleep can cause a a hormonal response and cause your blood pressure to rise so sleep hygiene is very important knowing that your television can't be on your blinds have to be closed um, 
uh, this is really hard for for medical doctors and dentists and and not dentists, medical doctors and nurses because they were shifts. So shift people who are on shifts, they they are the hardest to lose weight, mm-hmm. and they are the hardest people to to get on a regime. They their shift, especially if they're a night shift, they have very very hard time. Um, you know, regularizing their sleep pattern, and you will notice that they, their pressures, especially if they are hypertensive already, will be very hard to control as well too. So you're working night shift, especially a whole six months of night shift, that your pressure is going to is going to rise. You know, I saw something on Instagram somewhere. Somebody said it to be that uh, there's a reason why they call it the grave the graveyard okay. shift because you and it's not a laughing situation, but you're more likely to die if you continue to work that shift and not get any rest. Man, um, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, one of the things too that I notice people do, they sleep with their phone next to them. Mm. Sleep with the TV on. They, the phone screen comes on so there's light in the room. And another thing too, they might drink coffee late or, or, or should I say in the night just prior to bed. These things are not good. And oh, and they, they have some noise, for instance, in the room. Those things will not give you a solid sleep. You need to make sure your sleep is solid. Even if you have to cover your eyes to make sure there's no light getting to you, your your body is going is going to respond to that light coming in. That's why some people don't even need an alarm. Once the sun comes up and it hits their face, they're going to wake up. Mm-hmm. So sleep hygiene is very important. Managing your mental health. Some people, when they're depressed, they are going to sleep more. Some people, when they're depressed, they might sleep less or they're anxious. Make sure that if you're experiencing symptoms of depression, such as anhedonia, feeling like you're unable to feel happy, suicidal thoughts, irritability, weight loss or weight gain, these are things that you need to go and get started out immediately. Do not... People of African descent, listen to me carefully. I know you're afraid of taking antidepressants. But please, if you need to be on them, take them. If you can't or or you're having difficulty finding the right um, medication, in the interim, there's some evidence to show that St. John's wart Mm -hmm. could could offer some assistance to some people. I mean, the jury's still out on that, but you can try that. But... I've noticed that people of African descent tend to shy away from antidepressants and then they walk off a bridge. I mean, we need to make sure that our mental health is taken care of. So if you are depressed, you're having suicidal thoughts, talk to somebody immediately because you, it, it just doesn't make sense bottling it up. That can affect your sleep. That can affect your weight as well too. Depression... And so many diseases go hand in hand. One of my recent videos was depression and, and diabetes. Depression and hypertension goes hand in hand because when you're stressed, your body produces hormones that can cause your pressure to go up as well. So your mental health is very important. So sleep and mental health go hand in hand as well. People who have schizophrenia, they tend not to sleep a lot. They need, to, they need help sleeping like DPH and, and Haldol. Take your medication and get the necessary sleep so that you can be healthy. So yes, that's the sleep is sleep can cause your pressure to go up. It definitely yep. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. And she, she says, oh gosh, and that's a topic on its one, a whole show and yes. more. Yes, yes. We shy away from it a lot. People of African descent, we just don't trust anything that that can affect our mental state but there's some drugs that can really really help you help us and the thing is they won't take the the antidepressants but they'll use a medication or a drug that is not for that there but gives you some effect that will help to numb whatever pain you're experiencing so you don't trust a pharmaceutical company but you trust some other random um, drug that was made somewhere else like in in non-sterile conditions like what are we doing as a people like we need to get yes. a whole of our mental health yes we do we do we do we do um, Caribbean people Jamaican we're very apprehensive when it mm-hmm. comes to the discussion of mental health we find every other excuse um, to avoid um, mm-hmm. being diagnosed as somebody that is not mentally well. Yes. Um, we refuse to take family members um, to see uh, the, the the practitioners. We refuse therapy. We refuse um, treatment. We don't want to stay on the treatment. And then when it really gets out of hand and your family member starts to walk up and down on the road, exactly. Um, create a, a, a situation where um, they harm themselves exactly. or Exactly. Or harm themselves and others, then you say, if me did listen or if me did know. Um, so there are certain behaviors and there are certain patterns that are not normal. Of course. Um, your mental health is very, very important. It doesn't make sense. I always say to individuals, it doesn't make sense. You fix up on the outside, you put Thank on you. the nails, yes. the hair, the lashes, totally and agree. inside of you is, 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 is deteriorating. I have seen, and I know you have seen this as well. There are people, and I know we only see it on TV, comfort eaters. And that's one of my yes, first, yes. my first topics That's the first on one podcast. I saw, yeah. right. I'm a comfort eater myself. And I know a lot of people who are comfort eaters. When they are stressed, they'll eat whatever comes to their hands. That means that your mental health is not in check. So, for instance, when you are stressed... You you must eat something and you go and you buy a whole two packs of cookies and eat two packs of cookies. One pack of cookies alone is like 1,000 and something calories. So you're, you can eat in excess of 4,000 calories through sweets. It's clear that there's something going on with their mental state. Mm-hmm. But people don't want to address that. They'd rather eat. How many times have you gone to a restaurant, whether it be fast food restaurant and early morning, maybe to get whatever, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a pit stop early morning after a shift and you've seen somebody who is clearly obese in there eating early already. And it's not that they don't know that they're not supposed to eat that, you know, it's just that that's their comfort. So they're, they're, they're using that as their, as their means of, of escaping reality. If you're trying to escape reality every single minute of the day, something is wrong with your mental health. It goes with smoking as well, too. If you're a person who, when you're depressed and you smoke, you smoke marijuana, you smoke you smoke grabber, it's clear that something is going on with your mental health. If you're trying to escape, oh, escape reality 
every minute of every single day. You're smoking 24-7. It's clear that something has stressed you out to the point where you feel like you have to leave reality. Seek help. Seek help for that. So this all comes back down to getting your mental state correct so that you can sleep correctly, so that you can lose weight. Because mental health and weight loss go hand in hand. Because self-image, um, you get better sleep. If you're if you're obese, nine of ten times you can have. Uh, I wouldn't want to say a statistic, but you can have obstructive sleep apnea. So if you get your mental health correct, you can you can actually overcome and lose weight as well too. So that's that's number six. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, that is so true. She says, Shay, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. We're learning a lot about you. <laughs> I am a comfort shopper. Um, she says, then if every stress here comes the mall for every stress here comes the mall and then you have individuals who are quite the opposite yeah. um, when they're stressed or when they're depressed they don't eat anything yes that can happen as well and too. then when they're stressed and depressed also they may sleep a lot yes so it is always to the extreme Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm a comfort drinker. I was just about to say that. that that's We yeah, left that so out. I'm not going to eat a lot of food. Yeah. Or, you know, shop. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll take to the bottle. But, yeah, if I'm, you know, like, really, like, borderline depressed, yes. <laughs> then I'll, I'll go to the supermarket and get a bottle. So it all comes down to... I'm folding my arms over here. Yeah, it really comes dry? down to yeah, managing, how, knowing how I mean, to manage your stress. I'm, I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> Dre, I am but not. Eh? I'm going to have a lot of it. I can't tell you that much. Well, there must be some other alternatives. There this is. is not, there's, this is not the forum for it where we close off the bag. I'll tell you some other alternatives. Because there's no way that I am going to, I mean, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use that because that's how I feel um, from time to time. But I don't think I've gone into any form of depression, but overwhelmed. I will drink a glass of wine if it is in the house. But if it mm-hmm. is not there, I'm not drinking. Oh, no, man, I'm going to get it. I'm not jumping I'm, in my I'm, car to go buy nothing like that you know what i do and like no no when you know there is no you know the whole car situation i'll call a cab and go no jesus no sir we need andre allen casey we have to have (laughs) (laughs) so stress management yes we need to know how to manage our stress that's an issue also that occurs in the african community that we need to know how to manage it and then if we don't know how to manage it we tend to lash out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we need to work on that as a as a as a a race as it is i'm not an alcoholic yeah. That's what alcoholics always say. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that, no, that they're well, not. Well, so far, I'm, I have to speak for I'm him. Not. Well, so far, I'm so not. far, so good. He has been here, um, uh, well, 99.95% of the mornings. <laughs> we have not gotten any call to say that we can't. We don't I'm, see Dre I'm yet. Good. So you're a binge drinker. 
when he's, I guess, when he's... No. I, yeah, because, I mean, you, you will go cold for a, a while, and then when the time comes and you're feeling stressed, you will drink a heavy. That's, but, that's binge but the, drinking. But it has to be, like, serious. Like, St- like serious. The scenario itself doesn't take away from the definition. I think I think that's, that's binge <laughs> drinking. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a drinker like a person who drinks every single oh, day, no, but no, when no, 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 things no. get ready, you will, you will drink yeah, a large... Down, yeah, and just yeah, go down the night. Dre, they said, listen, Dre, everybody calling to Dre, you are in denial. No, Dre, that... <laughs> so three quick tips mm-hmm. to help manage stress. Improving your self-image. So that means if you are overweight, try to lose weight. Number two, you need to stay away from alcohol or unhealthy habits. So that means, like, I saw some person post, like, shopping and... You don't want to, if you're in financial stress, you don't want to spend, you know, to try to come out of, of, of that financial stress that you're already in. That's number two. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise releases endorphins. It releases endorphins in your brain. There's actually a meme on Instagram where this, where this person was saying that they had pressured thoughts and the moment they touched the weight, that thought, the, the, the pressured thoughts went away. And it, it's true. So self-improvement. Staying away from unhealthy habits, habits and exercising. Those are things that can help you manage your stress. <laughs> Dre, let me tell you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely getting this one. You know, beer noise. Dre make um, noise palm money. No one knows the hangover effect. <laughs> <laughs> but the exercise work. I've been exercising for, I, I, I stopped counting now. Maybe before you and Dr. Sisnet was born. Oh, wow. A very, very long time. And that for me, I will, no matter how I am feeling, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm not staying in. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. I'm going to work out. And I can tell you by the time I'm finished, I feel much better. Definitely works. It, I feel much better. And you don't have to go to a gym. You can work out at home. Some There's calisthenics. Have, some people have to go to the gym. They don't have no discipline. Go to a park. Yeah, some think, no, dr- dr- people like Drake have yeah, to go man, to a gym. Dre, I've seen you on made several attempts to use the 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 the, the, the little area upstairs, you know, and that door work, Dre. No, Dre, when you spend your good no, good money, you have AJ. to turn up at the gym. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, I think, I think for me, I don't know. It's it's my it might be a crappy excuse, but it's true. I, I need the company. I can't, I can't go to the, I can't go up there and it, it's like I'm there alone. What is your why? What is your why? What do you mean? What is the reason why you want to work out? Because I've noticed with human nature, if if our why is strong enough, we don't even need to be motivated very much. So I mean, what is your why? Why why do you go? Do you go because someone said you should go, or do you no, go because you? I'm, I'm going because of you know I, I feel like it's the it's the right thing to do. Right, that's not a strong enough why. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a strong enough. Why. So you need to search yourself to find out what, and that's the thing. Even if you had a trainer up there, chances are after a while you're just gonna go. You know what? I'm good because your why is not strong enough. It's just not. You have to find out why you want to why you really want to do this how do you really want to look when you're finished using the gym maybe that should be tip number seven definitely number eight number eight rather yes number eight yeah but it's seven that's great you're correct yes seven 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 seven, yeah yeah my 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 number seven was actually going to be dental health because uh, 
this is a, this is a long topic, but in terms of just people do not understand that oral health directly correlates with your overall health. There is evidence to show that periodontal health, if it's uncontrol, if you have periodontal disease and it's uncontrolled, your your glucose or blood glucose or blood sugar levels will be uncontrolled. So if you're and you notice a lot of diabetics lose a lot of their teeth, mm. and that's because they have poor oral health. And then they'll say, you know, the diabetes made my teeth fall out. No, that's not it. You had poor health before, in poor oral health before, and you didn't go to your checkups. And as a result, when you develop diabetes, is a synergistic effect. So the diabetes in itself causes your, your periodontal disease. The uncontrolled diabetes causes your periodontal disease to, pro- to progress. And the periodontal disease causes your diabetes to become uncontrolled. So you need to get your oral health under control. So you need to visit a dentist. There's quite a few. There's one at St. Joseph Hospital, Tooth World. You can go there, Dr. Williams, 317-316-3953. Give her a call. You need to visit her. Great dentist. Get your teeth started out if you're diabetic. 316-3953. Call her tomorrow and book an appointment because I've looked in quite a few diabetics' mouth and they don't have teeth. And that's because they, they tend not to, to they tend to neglect their oral health. People in general tend to neglect their oral health. They tend to only go to the dentist when they have pain. But your oral health is very important for your overall health. So another thing that happens with diabetes is that you have xerostomia. Xerostomia is um, dry mouth. Dry mouth predisposes you to cavities. So diabetics will, will complain that they thought my teeth rot, are rotting. They are rotting because, one, your diabetes is uncontrolled, you're not taking care of yourself, and your dry mouth is predisposing to cavities. Your, your saliva actually protects your teeth from cavities. So, again, make sure that you take care of your teeth. And this is for diabetic, hypertensive clients, and this is for everybody. Make sure you take care of your teeth. Your teeth are very important. If your teeth teeth fall out, chances are you're going to have difficulty with your nutrition as well, too. There are so many dentists in Jamaica. My favorite dentist is at Dr. Williams at St. Joseph Hospital, um, 316-3953. But, yes, take care of your oral health. So that's number eight. So number seven is, is what we talked about. Number eight is oral health, definitely. Mm-hmm. I love that one. And once again, I'm learning yeah. um, the more you, the more you, the more you learn, the more you learn. Because I did not know yeah. the correlation between diabetic and... and periodontal and, and, disease, and, yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. So for everybody, for the layman, periodontal disease is a condition that affects the gums. So you will notice that the, the roots of your teeth will start to show. And when they start to show, you will notice that the teeth become very shaky. When they become shaky, so there's some people that when you're, t- you're talking to them, the wind from the back of their throat is shaking their teeth. That oh, is not wow. normal. Oh, wow. That is not normal. That is called pe- that. That is you as a result of periodontal. I have seen people wow. talk and their teeth move. Yes, wow. that's periodontal disease. Your teeth are to be cleaned um, every six months. Mm-hmm. Some people every four months. Some people every three. But it depends on the state of your mouth. You are to brush twice per day. But I know when I say this, everybody's gonna look at me strange. You need to floss at least. Once a day in the night, just yeah. before bed. But 
a lot of people don't floss. Flossing is just as important as brushing, brushing. because it, the brush cannot get between the teeth. So when you floss, make sure you get down into the down into the crevices and, and you're you're basically up and down on each tooth to make sure you remove all of the debris from between the teeth. This is important for maintaining your overall health. I know people neglect their teeth. They they go to the dentist and they're saying to themselves, Okay, you know what, I just want my tooth to, you know, if it's if it has a cavity, keep your teeth for as long as you can. When it's gone, it's gone. So if if a dentist tells you that there can be a filling, don't tell the dentist to take it out. Tell the dentist that you want to to, to explore the option of having a filling too because you go to the dentist and say because it hurts you, you want to take it out and you take out your tooth. No, get it filled. The more teeth you keep, the better it is. So when you hit 70, you can eat and continue to maintain your nutrition. So that's just... Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's so funny. Now, check out the body. <laughs> 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 don't know teeth left in them. Yeah, man. There are, people, there are people who who have the front teeth left, and they will go to the dentist and say, Don't me just want them out. And it's like, oh, they Jesus. Them. And I'm like, No, your teeth have a direct they are the direct persons who are dentulous, sorry, are more likely to, to develop some kind of cognitive issue as they get older. Yeah. I saw that stuff. I saw something like that recently. So, keeping your teeth reduces the likelihood of you developing things like dementia later, later on in life. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, as we're getting ready to wrap things up, is there... So, we're at number eight. Yes. Um, can we find a number nine? Number nine... Take care of your overall, like especially for diabetics. Your foot care. Foot care. Foot care. Foot care. I'm going to group foot care with your eye health mm-hmm. as well too. You're supposed to get your eyes checked every single year as a diabetic and hypertensive. Pretty much as a overall, this as a human being. But, but if you if you if you if if you're not suffering from diabetes or a hypertension, they'll run it up to two years. Yes, up yes. to two years. So two years. But you still year. get screened pretty often for glaucoma because we have a high incidence of glaucoma in, in the in the Caribbean, from what I was reading. Yeah, I think Barbados has a high incidence of glaucoma as well. Yeah. Mm. So if I think we're all from the same pool, yeah, let's get some screening for that as well too. And I'm going to group in this as well too. Men, get your prostate checked. Please, um, that's another thing too. So uh, this comes back down to visiting your doctor, getting your screening test done, making sure that you remain healthy. Yes. I don't have a number ten. No, just that, that's, <laughs> we're just pulling everything together. Yeah. Um, so your where can we where where can our listeners find you? Uh, you're also your Instagram handle, and I know that uh, shortly you'll be doing some podcasts. Tell us all about that. Okay, so you can find me at Dr. Sisnet on Instagram. That's D-R-S-I-S-N-E-T-T. Um, that's on Instagram. I'm My office is located on um, Duke Street, 47 Duke Street, downtown Kingston. Um, it's an appointment-only office specifically because I like to just come see you we take our time. We find out what we need to find out. I don't rush. We're just there. We need to find out everything. And I just feel like you need to have a dialogue with your doctor. I want you to come and just talk to me and tell me what's going on. I'm going to sit and I'm just going to watch you let you talk. So that's just the kind of office I run. My number is 339-3487. Um, I'm looking to launch a podcast. Um, I don't have a date just yet, but you can stay tuned on my on my Instagram. It might be this weekend. It might be next week. But my podcast is just to tackle all of the little issues that, that affect 
our community as you know Afro-Caribbean people. Um, there, are, there are a lot of idiosyncrasies that we all have. We don't admit it, but they, we're all similar. Trust, I, I've lived in three different countries. A lot of the Afro-Caribbean per, um, people are very similar. Our stereotypes are, our, um, what should we call it? Like, you, you, well, How can I describe it? In terms of our fears are the mm-hmm, same. Mm-hmm. Our dislikes are the same. We, we view healthcare professional, f- professionals the same way. And I, it's very interesting to leave one country and come to another country and see the exact same mentality as it as it it comes to um, to medical doctors or or nurses, dentists, you name it. Any of the healthcare any of the health, professionals. We, we just don't the, trust. I think the worst of it, them all, is the psychologist and the psychiatrist. The moment you tell a person of African descent that you need that you need to go and see a psychiatrist, they look at you mortified. <laughs> and it's just like, but. People in other races, they go, they get their help. Mm-hmm. But we are so afraid to go and get help. And that's something that I just, I wish that we would change because it, it really would help us. If you read all the textbooks, schizophrenia, 1-2% to of the population in, of, of Afro-Caribbean people in England. We have one of the highest incidents of schizophrenia in, in those countries. So like it's, it's just like, if we could just get the help that we need, the mentality, the mentality to see help, we would, we could, we could really, really improve our lifestyle. We have to change our lifestyle. We have to get up, be active, eat properly, and if you want to lose weight, that's another thing you can do. You can join my online health program. I'm a, I'm a health coach. That's, that's actually my passion. Mm-hmm. So you can do online health coaching with me. And uh, you can just DM me or you can WhatsApp message me and let me know if you want to start training. And yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, I thank you so much. And remind uh, me of the Instagram. D R S I S N E T T. She's just going to pop up like that. I've been following Doc for months now. (laughs) (laughs) I do online health coaching and fitness. Those are my my. uh, Somebody's asking, Doc, is it free? Unfortunately, no. Mm -hmm. The health coaching is not free. Um, and the doctor's office is not free, but it is reasonably priced, and it's done based on your, your your requirements. So, for instance, if you're uncontrolled diabetic and hypertensive, you need more work. So, th- that's those are things that will af- will affect the costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm I, I tend to micromanage. So, for instance, if you're diabetic and hypertensive, I'm going to be in communication with you all day because we have to get your diet correct because everybody's body is different. There's no set plan for everybody. And that's the reason why the price you know, it varies. It varies according. Everybody's body is different. There are certain foods that you're going to eat that are that they're not going to work with you, and then there's some foods that will work with one that will work with that won't work with somebody else. So, yeah, it varies, and it's a lot of work, but I love it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Doc, uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us inside Singers. Thanks Live. for having me. Thanks for having me. And uh, the next time, let us let us look at another topic in terms of uh, what person we looked at. Um, let us go into a little bit more detail when it comes to substances that people use to 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 to, to deal with stress and depression. Sure. Um, but I will let you know. 
uh, the date and then we can <laughs> yes and then we can uh, come together for that so I want to thank you so much for, for taking time off and taking uh, the opportunity to come and just chit chat with us and once again give Sidre Pushinina um, give, give, give our listeners your Instagram oh, handle yeah, I, I, I just follow it. so it's D-R S-I-S-N-E-T-T Yes, and she is in, and she is the uh, the PR person for the for the chat. She says, "Thank you, Doctor Sisnet. Very informative. I love it. Thanks." You're uh, welcome. You're welcome. One of our other listeners, they joined us via uh, the WhatsApp, and he says, "Love the topic." And guys, we thank you so much. Uh, another show, singles live on the Nation School Egg. Cool ninety seven seven. Radio. Radio.